Renegade Report uh, for the end of May. Uh, not actually sure my microphone's even coming through. I'm not hearing myself. Ramon, can you can you hear something? I can hear you. Right. Well, then, if you can, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. How are you doing? Uh, good. Uh, it's my birthday week, so I can't complain. Don't forget, this Friday, uh, 3rd of June. Yes, uh, the great leader would like you to send him gifts, if you can. Or at least, at least adulation. On Twitter. Uh, sacrifices. Uh, if you do sacrifice a goat or a cow, please, uh, should be in, in Ramon's name. Yeah, no dogs, please. No, of course not. We're white people. We like dogs. Okay, so um, this week, we decided you'd been spoilt for guests. So, uh, Well, that actually, that's actually quite false. Uh, we are worried. <clears throat> Sooner or later, we're actually going to run out of interesting people to speak to. <laughs> which, means, which means we have to be interesting. Or something like that. Something to that effect. Um, I think I'm quite interesting. Um, you all right? I'm all right. Um, but bit boring for your likes, eh? A little bit. But are you tired <laughs> of me? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Uh, apparently, uh, apparently, Googs, Googs. Uh, she's a she's not a well known DJ for some other stations, but um, she's very tired of certain people in our society. One of our previous guests, actually, she's tired of 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 uh, Jeremy now. And and Sapiro, and let's get into that. Well, go for it. Well, what a what a wet panty this man has become. I mean, really now. Yeah, it was a very boring cartoon. In fact, the metaphor was very obvious. Uh, you know, monkey references to black people is problematic. If you, I think it is problematic. But if it's done in satire, you, you sort of understand. Why he used it? I do think it was a lazy cartoon, but to apologise for being a satirist. Come well, on. the cartoon made the point. Um, it's, uh, I think, it's debatable on the race thing. To be quite frank, Sean Abrams is a coloured man. Has he self-identified um, as a coloured man? Well, we don't how, know. How dare but, you? but but as social justice warriors, we have to take on his plight, um, and uh, we know how he feels, and we assume his lived experience just based on his skin colour. So let's go with that. Um, and, uh, you've got, uh, Jacob Zuma as the organ grinder. Um, so really I'm battling to see it because the black man actually is the guy who's got the power in the cartoon. So, uh, very debatable. I agree. Not the best cartoon ever, but I think it made the point, frankly. Um, the biggest problem is Zapiro actually, because he apologized and what the hell was he thinking? It's it's like it's like you had a job, say you're an accountant, and you save the, the company a hundred thousand rand in a tax avoidance scheme, and then you say sorry for it. It's odd, like you're doing your job, <laughs> and someone says, "Oh, that's tax avoidance." And you're like, "Oh yes, I'm sorry that I did my job well." Yeah, well, he's a satirist for goodness' sake. It's just it's just unbelievable. I, well, look, I I think the 
you know, he comes out worse from this, not because he drew the cartoon, but because he's basically turned around and gone, okay, sorry, if my satire offends you, then I will say sorry. And assumptively, he's going to probably self-censor from now on, which means from being probably the top, uh, or at least rated as the top uh, satirist in the country. Or the second one after Jim. <laughs> no, no bias whatsoever. None, none. But, but regardless, he's, he's one of the top satirists in the country and he's, he, I think he's going to pretty much, uh, end his career on his own. No, let me, that's a bit, that's a bit much. I just think, you know, someone or some people just need to say fuck off. To idiots. Oh, I mean, for sure. It's fine to say that. It really is. Well, it's 2016. If you say sorry, it's blood in the water. It's simple as that. It's blood in the water to these to, to because, these piranhas. Because if you do say sorry, you're admitting that you were at fault, or that they are correct and you are wrong. Well, it's not only so much that. It's that if you say sorry these days, it's even if you say sorry for one particular thing, then you become sorry for your entire existence. Uh, we've seen this repeat itself with people. Who, who do apologize for things that have happened on social media where you apologize for what I did yesterday and then uh, suddenly you're being reminded of what you did three years earlier and, and oh, you know, yeah, you, you're, you're a racist and you're all these things. So Yeah, that's true. They do pick up. I don't know. These people must screenshot like five years beforehand and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this one day hmm. to, well, to really mail this guy. Well, trust funds buy them very uh, expensive phones so they can have large memories. Yeah, Dropbox helps, I suppose. But anyway, enough about Zapiro. Um, he shouldn't have apologized. It was a crap cartoon anyway. I mean, and that's the worst part. He gets nailed for like a really shit cartoon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, we do want to move on from him, but uh, maybe they should uh, get upset about the Lady Justice cartoon. I mean, that was all, all, all black men trying to rape Lady Justice. So isn't that a race issue? Yeah, back in the day. You know, he's, but, he's, but then he's again, portraying, yeah. portraying them as rapists. That's, that's incredibly racist. Well, yes, arguably that's his most famous one. And I would argue, uh, well, very controversial. But like, as was Charlie Hebdo, they're controversial. But that's the point. That is the damn yeah. point. Yeah, and uh, as someone said to me on Twitter, you know, oh, but maybe he went too far. Satire can't, uh, by definition go too far uh, that's what it's meant to do it's meant to go too far um and if you feel it went too far then or um that superior went too far really it's the same as saying well the charlie hebdo guys kind of deserve to uh, to get to get shot uh, because no they went too far and you know you know that if you upset these people they're going to come and kill you so yeah well that argument i'm i'm all in favor of free speech but you're offending me with your free speech but, but here's the thing with free speech if you do believe in the principle, you cannot have any conditions on it because the only things that you have to protect are those things that are, you know, those ideas that are dangerous or those ideas that are offensive because no one's trying to censor, you know, I don't know, someone on 702 talking about potholes, right? No, but you are, <laughs> but you are trying to censor people who, who push the envelope and trying to make points that are deeply uncomfortable. So if you do believe in free speech, you have to not have conditions. Well, that's my opinion. Yeah, free speech absolutism, which in theory is the only way it can really work, because who decides what can and can't be said? Yeah, so when when Malema sings, uh, you know, kill the bull or kill the farmer, go ahead, mate. I, I think it's it's perfectly legitimate. Uh, but see, you know, other people don't think that. Yeah, where do you? I mean, you don't you don't believe in hate speech as a as a concept or, no, or, or incitement not, to violence? No, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's assuming that, that people are not, are not, or don't have agency 
So somehow, like, this leader will tell them, you know. Go kill people, and they, they just will. And they just will, because they have got no agency. And if they do kill people, that's a crime, and they can be prosecuted for it. So what's the problem? Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um but uh, we, we, I think we know we, we know you stand there on that point on on free speech. Oh, absolutely, and you have to be absolute about it. I mean, you can't be you know, I'm for I'm for pregnancy, but no, you you're pregnant or you're not pregnant. It's not a, it's not but in there. But talking about social media outrage, uh, let's talk about this um, this. Well, it's not new by any means. I don't know what you're going to next because there's been so much. <laughs> but let's talk about this this. Warranting of trying to destroy people's careers through stupid statements uh, on social yeah. media. Yeah, well, we we had it again this month. Uh, we had it. Uh, I don't think we really want to discuss the incident itself. Well, but, there was uh, a judge, and she was said a few bigoted things, which I think are bigoted, but we don't know the context. Uh, the conversation was screenshotted, so we couldn't really see the context. But I'm, I'm less worried about what she said. I'm more worried about reactions to what people say. Like mm. people really, really think that because she said these bigoted things somehow that she's destroyed perhaps, you know, innocent lives as a judge by sending <clears throat> black men to prison for maybe, you know, even though maybe they weren't ra- rapists or anything like that. And I find that very difficult to understand. Well, I think it's a fair worry uh, if you can back it up with facts. So, you know, a judge's uh, rulings will be our public record. Anyone can go back, look at her rulings, and see what people were charged with, uh, you know, how she ruled, how she sentenced. Uh, these things are open. So if – and by now, if she was an unfair judge and she had ruled unfairly, we would know because, you know, once once that broke, uh, we had a whole bunch of not only social justice warriors but their friends in journalism uh, really shining the spotlight on that particular person. So I can't imagine had she – been a very unfair judge and she, had she been biased in this way uh, that it wouldn't have been picked up yeah. so I, i'm i'm going to assume uh, and i'll put the caveat of of, of uh, assumption being the mother of all fuck-ups but but I, i'm going to assume that she probably hasn't been uh outwardly biased in any of her rulings otherwise it would have been picked up by now well i mean we must understand that that rape is extremely difficult to prove uh you know Real evidence is required, so it's not just based on on the judge's you know feelings mm. about the accused. It's about what evidence can be provided by the by the prosecutor in this case. So, I I don't think one should go back and say, oh, okay, so she she said a few bigoted things on Facebook, so somehow her her whole record is like you know under suspicion. That's well, very well, that, I- and despite the fact that she actually has adopted two. To black children at the time. Yeah, but, but um, Eusebius has said that that doesn't matter. That doesn't count, Ramon. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, it's like saying you have black friends, which I'm still trying to understand how that doesn't provide some insight into a person. You know, the reality is that, um, you know, Eugene de Blanche didn't have any black friends because he hated black people. So, so the reality is, 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 is I, I do, I do think that that cliche is quite funny. Uh, and I understand the humor in it uh, when people go, oh, no, no, I'm not racist. I have black friends. I, I, I get that. I get the joke. Uh, but I, I, I don't think that you can just dismiss these things. If you, if your, if your starting point is this person hates people based on X, um, but yet is bef- very friendly or has raised people or has uh, contributed to their livelihood, um, 
completely willingly, um, th- that doesn't uh, doesn't uh, sit with me. Well, I think it's a valid defense of you know against if you are accused of racism. It's like, well, I've got black friends. I think that's a legitimate defense. I don't know why um, that is belittled. I, I do. As you said, I mean, I do see the funny bits. You get, that's the first port of call for most people who are called out. I mean, like Matthew Tennyson, I would argue, is a damn racist for using the K-word online. But he's a racist against Fikile because he used it in, in context to talk about quotas in sport. Mm. But he says he played rugby with uh, with black people and whatever. It, oh, do I, I actually don't care. <laughs> Racism is so boring to me now. It's... I've, I've All right, let's get back to that issue then of of, of this obsession with, um, ooh, we found a racist this week um, because some people, as far as I'm concerned, must be getting paid to do this. Uh, I don't know if the political parties are paying them or if there's some cabal. I know this sounds very conspiracy theory, but it just seems odd that um, people who otherwise need to earn a living are literally spending most hours of their day fighting against Facebook and Twitter races. So unless there's benefit for them out of that, and I'm not just talking about writing books, uh, I'm talk- because books uh, don't earn money in South Africa. You can be J.M. Kutsia and you still don't earn, earn, earn good money of books. Um, so I, I'm convinced people are getting, are getting actually paid for this. But, but the, uh, this thing of we found one and now we must destroy them. Mm. You know, like finish him yeah. from, from Mortal Kombat. It's it's just like it's and it's it's it's. I, I, I'm not sure I get it. I, 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 for me, it almost becomes those people who want to destroy that person become worse, way worse than that person, um, because there's a there's a there's an intrinsic kind of meanness and nastiness to wanting to make sure that someone cannot afford to feed themselves and their children. Like I, 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 I don't, I would never do that to another human being. It just, it just doesn't seem right to me. But I think it comes from this vindictiveness. It, it comes from a, a, a strange place. It, it does appear that somehow, um, you know, people who do this think that there's some sort of, you know, utopian ideal of, of human nature. Like, you know, people should be all like progressive and, uh, they should understand, you know, social justice rhetoric. Well, it's a social justice world. But if someone is, has bad thoughts, like, who gives a shit? Like, really now? I mean, Maria at home, my domestic worker, um, she may want, you know, in her thoughts, she's thinking, oh, what a, you know, what a white dick this Roman is, you know, whenever he's here, cause. I hate his podcasts. Yeah, I hate his podcasts. <laughs> but do you think I care? Like, if she has bad thoughts about me or who knows what, you know, what thoughts people have. But if you with them, if, you know, if you have a, a purported rapist, I mean, rapist, racist on social media, uh, block and ignore. I mean, that's maybe an option. Um, and number two, just say, Oh, you're a racist prick. I'm not talking to you. That's another option. But why like elevate them to this, like, you know, this, like, this is like the new, you know, racist Hitler of South Africa because mm. he had a few words on the screen that I disagree with. Like, it's pathetic. Like, it is so odd. And then, and then, um, as you say, go and go after them to destroy them. So, you know, if, if they're, uh, if they're an entertainer, then we, uh, then we try and make sure that they can't uh, do that anymore. Yeah, then you petition the sponsors of this. Why are you, why are you dealing with this racist? I mean, what kind of, you know, what kind of company do you think you are? Like, it's a private contract between the entertainer and the, and the sponsor. Like, it's not my, I don't give a shit who sponsors who. 
Um, you know, Gareth had to go to court to say, what did I say wrong? Oh, no, nothing. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but what is the purpose of all this? Well, it's that utopian uh, ideal that you speak of, which, you know, I mean, I think, I think in the Care Bear world that social justice warriors want to live in, where nobody ever says anything that hurts anyone else's feelings and everything is kind of perfect and Bernie Sanders is their president and, you know, um, socialism works, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a sort of parallel universe to Venezuela. Uh, uh, it just they they think that 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 is something that's achievable, and it just is completely so far from reality. And, and there's an assumption that the people who, be, who believe, you know, purportedly racist thoughts, like they are like inherently evil, and that's wrong, in my opinion. I think racism is stupid; it's complete ignorance. But I don't think people who believe racist thoughts are necessarily evil. Well, the chances are you come across bad people. Pretty much all of your day. So uh, it's, you know, what you're saying about people thinking things. Uh, you, you right now might be listening to this walking through a shopping center or driving your car. Uh, the reality is uh, people are all around you are probably racist. Some think bad things about their family. Some might be planning a murder. Others are having an affair. Uh, these are all things that are happening all around us. Um, it really is very inconsequential um, to just getting on with life. It's 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 neither here nor there. It's and and trying to stop all the bad things, uh, especially thoughts. When we've discussed the, the that sort of concept of of seeing thoughts as 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 these things that need to be policed. It's it's uh, well, it's Orwellian. There's no other way to put well, it. Well, yeah, it's thought crime. So I mean, you, you can you can be prosecuted for what you think. Yeah, and that, that's, that's a bit fascist, mate. For, for someone who's a liberal and you say, oh, how dare you say those things or how dare you think this? Or what I love the best is like, oh, you said this. So obviously you think that this happens then. No. How, how yeah. can you know what someone's Lovely thoughts school, are? Man. Um, yeah, it's, uh, well, I mean, you know, who are we really to talk about this since we lost all our credibility, um, a month ago? Um, you know, according to uh, according to one journalist, according according no to well, part time journalist. Let's be honest. Um, according to to one part time journalist, we we lost all our credibility. Just, just a, a reminder that it's been a month uh, since uh, since we, uh, with your help, raised uh, quite a bit of cash for uh, a waitress who was racially. No, but let's um, call it what it is: Tipgate, mate. Tip, uh, hashtag tip, Tipgate. Yeah, hashtag Tipgate. Of course, um, because. You know, it, it, it was such a scandal. Um, <clears throat> it rocked the country to its core. Uh, so, uh, yeah, since, uh, since, since we did that, uh, the, 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 that waitress received that cash, been a month. Obviously, we, as you know, received a lot of abuse. We've been through this. Uh, but, uh, in that month, um, our detractors have done sweet fuck all. For the most part. However, I have noticed an ink warm, an uptake of crowdfunding on, on social media. Yeah. There was that, that, that poor guy from Cape Town who was thrown off a train there in August, I believe. Mm. He was later, well, he is paralyzed, but they raised like 400,000 rand from him just from, from donations on social media and, and elsewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of good came out of that. I think we showed people, I mean, despite our intentions, as we keep saying, we expected a thousand bucks to come in. Yeah. But anyway, 
but we showed people. Uh, but yeah, be, it's be honest, Ramon. Be honest. I mean, as as Rory accused us, you know, we were just doing it for marketing, really. You know, I mean, there was no altruism there. Well, whatsoever. Rory must look at uh, something called externalities. It's it's economic, so I understand. Yeah, uh, if he hasn't heard of it, and it's but, Thomas uh, Thomas Sowell who talks a lot about it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, externalities is a common theme yeah, yeah, in economics. He, he it's it's about mention. of course Thomas is is racist, so you know. Yes, for a black man, horribly, eighty-two-year-old black man. But um, no, externalities is um, you know the byproducts, the unintended byproducts of of an action. And the byproduct was we were we became more popular. Um, is that bad? No. Do I care? No. Do I care that other people say it was um, for marketing? No. Yeah. We don't give a shit. As Gareth Van Olsen said in his column, it was the 150,000 rand that must, we and others raised was 150,000 fuck yous to Rose Must Fall. That's his view. Mm. And, it, and it's true. I don't care what people uh, thought when they donated to us. I think most of them were like... Screw Rose Must yeah, Fall. Yeah, screw Rose Must Fall. And where's Rose Must Fall been, by the way? Oh... Yeah, for the court order. Yeah, we we missed that uh, at the beginning of the month. They they got uh, completely annihilated. Oh, that judge wasn't kind, and they got a court order against them, two hundred fifty thousand rand. Um, and there were eight of them who've got to pay that back. Um, something uh, like that. I think there was three of them there to pay it back. One was uh, there was eleven in total. One was dismissed, and three or four had to pay it back. I mean, Chumani Maxwell is one of them. Mm. And then, but did you read the the court order? It's fantastic. Uh, the pieces. I mean, uh, I, I do find legal stuff quite boring. Yes, <laughs> but the the arguments they made. So the judge had, uh, you know, the kill all whites is hate speech. Okay, well, I disagree with her, but fine. That's the, that's the law. And then the guy said, no, no, no. What actually we meant to say was skill all white. The S was missing on his t shirt. <laughs> I oh, know that's fantastic. And then, they, and then, then the judge asked, "So why did you have like cans of petrol with you in the shack?" He's like, "Oh no, it just um, yeah, you couldn't give an answer. Obviously, it was to burn down something." Well, the violence is 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 not getting better. I mean, we've had uh, well, the month started uh, middle of the month, I think it was Fuwani. Uh, you know, all the schools burnt down. The third um, force. Yeah, well, of course, the CIA is doing that, don't you know? Um, and he happened to be an ANC councillor. Fantastic. Huh? Yeah, uh, it's either ANC councillors or, or uh, sort of EFF supporting folk. No, no, um, the guy was arrested. Uh, yeah, no, no, the Vuani, the Vuani oh, stuff, Vuani, uh, yeah. the roads must fall, or, 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 and the guys at, at Wits at least are quite EFF aligned. Um, and then actually, they tried to burn down the library at Wits the other day. I um, saw the gas uh, Well, I say they. I don't know who they is because they haven't caught the guys, but. Uh, through some gas canisters. I suppose that is how you decolonize a library, um, a university, you know, burn down its library, um, you know, because decolonization must happen. I'm still trying to see the difference between decolonization and, and vandalism. No, well, there is no difference. It's tear things down. It's destructive regardless. Uh, but, uh, the, the, you know, the, they're starting to reap uh, their rewards because it's uh, about a year since, since they Pulled that statue down and Rose Must Fall came to prominence at UCT. And UCT are now starting to retrench staff. And um, sad as it is, uh, I won't uh, necessarily be that uh, mournful for staff who voted um, in a clearly biased election to chuck the statue uh, based on really what was intimidation and not uh, processed thought. Let's go back to that word again, externalities. 
unintended consequences of an action, and that's what you get. I mean, but it was inevitable. I mean, fees must fall. You know, they've got the university's got a current account deficit. Yeah, it's got an account deficit. The subsidies have fallen. Fees have been well, uh, registration fees have been frozen. What are the what can they do? I mean, I do think universities and, and, don't and really it, need to exist. The other thing about in about, the future. about about fees must fall is that universities don't operate only within universities. So, a university buys books, um, they pay staff, etc., who live in the real world, and uh, so everything else goes up. The university has an increased fees, so it can't afford for things to go up. So, uh, people need to go, and standards need to drop because. It's the reality. But universities are, are becoming archaic anyway. I mean, I don't – what is wrong with my idea of having free Wi-Fi in the whole country and just, you know, signing up to online courses? I don't understand. It's, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with the idea. Have you ever um, noticed how humans, uh, if given the option to sit on the couch and watch TV or sign up to online courses, do the former? No, but here's the thing that irritates me about universities and the state in general. There are so many easy – Solutions to problems that we face But because the state Has so much money that it steals from us It has to spend that money In an air quotes Accountable manner And so it has to spend every single fucking cent it has To show that it's doing something And because it has so much money It just pays a lot of consultants It pays a lot of people who are useless at what they do They build stupid shit No one cares about Just privatize everything Let people with their own money Start their own schools and give a voucher to poor, you know, poor parents for their kids' education and let the parents choose. Like, people make choices. I won't say they're rational, irrational, but they make choices that think best helps them at the time. Why is the state coming in and saying, oh, but we think it's a good choice for you, uh, you know, to go to a university or a school in your geographical area? Why? It's pathetic. I don't understand. Ah, yes. Well, we've got a, we actually got an interesting guest coming up on this topic, so I don't want to get too much into it. Um, right. Uh, That's next week. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. We've actually, we've got a month of, of awesome, awesome guests, um, coming up. So if you're hating this so far, uh, keep listening, but, uh. And, and let us know, please send us a tweet or, uh, you know, an email at Renegade Report Mailbox at gmail.com. Yeah, of course we use Google. <laughs> Of course we do. Um, yeah, just let us know if you actually want these more often, or must we find some mediocre guests of the of social media we'll, to come in and we'll, talk nonsense? Know, we'll uh, we'll find people uh, who are prepared to come on the show. Um, I think uh, we should have a deck of cards. We should release actually of all the people who block us and refuse to come on the show. That is nothing um, we, we need to talk about. Them all. It's it's like because a, we we actually do want people to come on who actually disagree with us. Yeah, and, However, and, and some of you have actually pointed this Jonathan, out. You know. Can you please, please stop mansplaining please, please me. Get. Can you please stop mansplaining me? <laughs> I'm going to manspread all over you right now. If you <laughs> <laughs> but right, anyway, carry anyway, on. We really do want people who disagree with us to come on the show and have a proper discussion of ideas. But these tosses just block us on Twitter when we ask them, um, and like they just like laugh at us when you say, "Do you want to come on?" And we give everyone a platform on the show. We haven't, no, we we haven't said, "Oh, we only want to discuss," you know, this. No, we welcome anyone on the show, but they refuse to join us. So, if you want balance, you're not going to find it here. Because first of all, we don't want to be balanced because balance is bullshit. But second of all, maybe if you can petition people you think you know have good ideas who are against our ideas, please let us know, and we'll be glad to. 
to get hold of them to come on the show. But it's amazing that people don't want to discuss the ideas publicly. Well, they, they, they'll discuss them publicly within an echo chamber. They, they don't want to be challenged on their ideas. Uh, and, well, I mean, that's really the problem with their ideas is that they won't allow them to be open to the free market of ideas. Uh, and well, that's a good thing for us because those ideas will die out. Because if, if an idea is not challenged, yeah, um, it, it cannot evolve, it cannot improve. Yeah, look, I also happen to think, and this podcast is fast growing, um, it's, uh, you know, been very popular and it's, it is gaining in popularity. Uh, we'll, we'll make no secret of it. We intend it for, for it to be the top podcast show in the country and we're getting there. Um, likely top five in the country by the end of this month. Um, I think just like Tipgate, as there's sort of more money involved in that example and as there will be more listeners involved in this example, uh, and you know, we suddenly have more of a, audience then part-time journalists and race baiters etc they may very well try hop on here um to use the platform uh and i I can only hope that will happen because we'd love to have the debate and discussion with them yeah i mean people do mistake i I don't as as gareth cliff says quite often he doesn't hate anyone i don't hate anyone like i don't hate Eusebius or Conrad Koch, whatever. I just think the ideas are stupid, but it doesn't mean that if I see them in public, I'll, you know, punch them in the face or whatever. So there, I mean, if you are listening, and I do suspect some of you are listening, please do come on the show. We won't, uh, you'll have some nice coffee. You'll have some interesting conversation. And yes, your ideas will be challenged, but you know what? That's called growing up. So you, know, you can challenge our ideas too. You can oh, pull in and, and tell us we're talking absolute crap and give us the facts and the stats and the evidence. And hey, you may even sway us on stuff. I sincerely doubt that, but they can try. Absolutely. Um, so, what do you uh, what do you think about uh, Captain America? He's uh, you know he's become social justice now. Well, no, they want, they want to make him gay or something. Yeah, well, I mean, firstly, uh, those of you who read read comics. Firstly, have you seen the movies? He's got a fucking spandex costume on (laughs) and a big shield and a face mask. And his main reason for living is for saving his friend Bucky. He's not gay already. Well, that's what I'm saying. Have I missed something? Yeah, I, I, that's that's, uh, and and then of course at the same time there was uh, the the demand that uh, James Bond becomes Jane Bond. A female, so, so yeah, because it's misogynistic. So will she um, be and sexist? Too. Will she be a lesbian? How can you have Jane Bond and a Bond girl? No, well, I assume she'll be a female who's heterosexual, or who knows? Maybe she's Bond, who James, who's transgendered to Jane, who then has decided to keep her dick because it's a female dick, um, and then. You know, still sleeps with women. I, I, I really don't know. And but then this, she this, will this, fight this against organisations that don't have transgender bathrooms. <laughs> I can see this happening already. But talking about social justice films, have you seen Ghostbusters, the new one? Well, I haven't seen it, of course. But it's the most hated video on YouTube. It's got over a million dislikes. I have to be honest, though. Like, like they, they miss the point of how a market works. Like, I've watched the trailer. I really liked the original Ghostbusters. But I think they had their time. It was the 80s. I've never say. watched Ghostbusters. Um, they, were good. they were good at their time. Uh I, I, it wouldn't wouldn't have been one of the films I would have thought. Ooh, I really would like to see that being remade in 2016. Um, but I've watched the trailer, and it's not something I'm going. Ooh, I really want to see that. Uh, I, not a lot of trailers that I say that to, but 
but you know, I, I don't uh, watch a, a lot of movies at the cinemas these days. Uh, you know, my white privilege doesn't give me that much money. Uh, but but it, it just it just they seem to have completely missed the point because the sh- the it hasn't been particularly well received, and they think that uh, this has got something to do with the fact that they remade it with women, and uh, most of those actresses on there are actually really funny. I enjoy yeah, other movies. That I like uh, I mean, Melissa McCarthy's yeah, great. One. Kristen Wiig is great. Yeah, they're all um, funny. I mean, even the director he directed. Um, oh God, what is that movie with? He does Melissa McCarthy a lot. Yeah, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yeah, so, so I mean it's good. The, the only problem is, like from the beginning, you know, it's like pure ideology. They keep pushing in your face. Let's woman Ghostbusters. I don't give a shit if it's woman Ghostbusters. Is, is it, it good or not? I looked at the trailer. It looks really shit. Okay, dislike. Doesn't mean I'm a misogynist. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's this kind of stuff uh, where we sort of jump to. The wrong conclusions uh, in the hopes of pushing some sort of agenda. This happened this week with the with this gorilla. You know, uh, we saw uh, everyone. I'm sure you know the gorilla story by now. Uh, the one in Cincinnati that was taken from his home to protect white privilege. Something, something like that. Yeah. So, so the I saw that tweet. child. What a muppet. <laughs> so child child falls into gorilla enclosure. Or gets into gorilla enclosure. Gorilla sort of grabs child, drag child, drags the child around, and zoo keepers eventually decide, all right, we've got to do something, and they shoot the gorilla dead. Uh, we can have long discussions about whether they could have made a different decision. Or no, very, they... very, very simple decision. Both of them should have been shot because <laughs> a that kid will grow up to be a rebel and possibly a drug user, and he'll be dead at twenty-five in a gang. And the gorilla actually just shoot the kid. To be honest, who cares about the gorilla? He's a vegan. What's he going to do? Oh wait, maybe shoot him because he's a vegan. That'll be great. Yeah, the, the amount of fucks I give about this this I, story and the moral quandary is like extremely low. It's not so much the moral quandary. It's 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 just the uh, well. Firstly, it's the I think people feel that maybe they could have tranquilized the gorilla. Give a shit. Let's talk about the reaction though. So yeah. the tweets start okay, coming so the reaction, out. So the, the this, tweets come out. This gorilla was taken from his home in Africa, and he was shot to. Protect white. I can't even say the straight face. To protect white privilege. <laughs> well, um, yeah. The tweet. Uh, the tweet that you're referring to. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm gonna try, I, I actually try. killed gr- myself. That gorilla was taken from its homeland, put in captivity, and then killed to preserve white life. That sounds familiar. Um, to which I actually responded uh, that the gorilla was actually born in Texas. Um, it was part of a zoo breeding program, um, and the child was black. Uh, so this is the thing. Uh, the social justice warriors don't actually check their facts because, you know, but facts a, might hurt there, their there's feelings. There's a video of the incident on Twitter going viral, and they don't even bother to check it out before making a statement like that. I mean, yeah. come on. And, and, and the, listen, there, were, there wasn't just one tweet. There were lots. If you go to um, Paul Joseph Watson's timeline uh, at Prison Planet, uh, he actually put together a little montage of, of all the sort of uh, tweets uh, which assumed that this had somehow this incident somehow had to do with race and oppression, um, and somehow linked back to black people, which in itself once again is completely racist. Because we've got a we've got a month in which we're saying Zapiro is racist for drawing a guy, a person of color, inverted commas, uh, as a monkey, and now we're using a monkey incident to try show our oppression. I, I'm make up your fucking minds. I mean, really, okay, it's different countries, but still. Here's, here's the base of the story. Some stupid kid walked over the, first of all, the zoo should have been fucking sued for, for 
for for thinking that a kid, you know, if the kid could get through, like obviously yeah, their, their a, measures aren't great. Mm. Uh, all you had was a, a stupid kid walking into the enclosure and the a bloody what's his name gorilla dragging it around. Like that's it. That's it. Why putting all this metaphysical bullshit? Social justice warrior rhetoric to an incident of like utter stupidity from both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, uh, don't child, child wanders into cage. Animal acts like animal. It's, called, the end it's, of that. it's called Occam's razor. The simplest explanation yeah, is, 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 the, is the truest explanation. Yeah, well, the and it's what one. A stupidity on both sides. But oh my word, the, the, the way I mean, I'm sure a PhD thesis will be written on this. Well, in gender one studies day. or something like that. Sure. Yeah. No, remarkable. But anyway, I think they should have, they should have just shot the kid, and then that's it. Story over. Okay, so I don't think they should have shot the kid. Just for, just for, um, uh, you know, I think I need to say it there because sometimes you listen to these podcasts and then you you you, you attack on Twitter and it's fine. I, I bear in mind, I, I really, it's the water off a duck's back. But uh, give an example. The last show we did was the drug show, right? Uh, in which the essence of the show was we should at least minimum de- decriminalize drugs and potentially legalize all drugs. Cool. Uh, and some people took can't see the difference between us saying decriminalize and legalize drugs with us saying go out there folks and smoke some crack um, so so we are saying yes you should be free to smoke the crack if you want to but we're not enforcing that we're not saying you should you must we're not even saying drugs are good I still as a doctor will tell you that these drugs are harmful I don't think you should do them but I believe that you should have the freedom to do them should you want to. Simple as that. It's a freedom argument, not a drug argument. So what did some, what did some, I, I missed the hate, obviously. No, I, I mean, it wasn't hate. Uh, you know, uh, uh, our listeners are reasonable and, and, and they do raise their points in a fair manner. Uh, but they missed the clarification between, uh, I would like people to have personal freedoms, uh, including the access to drugs, uh, or at least not to be arrested and put in prison for having drugs. Um, uh, with, oh no, you must take drugs. You know, there's, and there's a, there's, there's, there's a massive difference between those two things. So you're saying someone didn't listen to the podcast, made an assumption, and then attacked us with that assumption? I think they listened. I just think they, they misconstrued what was meant. So uh, there's the clarity if you needed it. Well, dubbies, just listen to the bloody podcast properly <laughs> and then say, are you saying promotion or decolonization? Then we'll answer you, but don't say, how dare you say promotion? When we haven't, very simple process. Yeah, you, you, you must understand it's, it's it's Ramon and I, other than Ramon's vape pen, which he's busy sucking from, as you can hear. It's, it's not a vape pen. What is it? It's a, it's a vape cigar. It's a it's a vaping device. Seriously, Ramon, like that thing, he he has his own carry bag that comes with his vape. A fanny pack. Whatever it is, I, I it's huge. It's, it's honestly twice the size of his hand. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> what else happened this week? I mean, should we? I don't know what you what you feel like talking about. To be fair, I was just dragged here this morning without any. Okay, well, I had fair warning about two days, but I have no idea what what we're going to talk about. I was to this, we've done well so far. Even now, I still don't know what what the hell we're talking about. We're talking well, just just calm down. And if you do um, like these sort of solo shows, and we have them on a consistent basis, I mean, we'll have more structure to them. We're just testing it out for now. Yeah, I think what we'd also like is a little bit of uh, your feedback and interaction. Um, because if you if you email us, Twitter us, tweet us, uh, catch us on Facebook, whichever way you find to get hold of us, or phone us personally, um, Ramon doesn't like that idea. 
please phone Ramon two in the morning. Um, you're welcome to to get his number from me. Um, we want to know what you want to hear. You want, we want to know what you want to have discussed and um, what uh, topics you want us to go into. That, Do we, though? Well, for some respects. I'm going to tell some you. some respects. And don't take it personally, but mm. consumers are stupid people. Uh, why would I take that personally? No, not, not you. I'm talking to the listeners here. You're all Con- idiots. Consumers are, are like a bit dumb. Um, they want like their little petty thing to be spoken about. In an hour-long podcast. Yeah, well, my mother asked me to talk about something on the show, and I said no. It's like it's like I would talk to like uh, I don't know who's that quack Patrick Holford about why vitamin C is good for AIDS. No, we're not going to do it. No, well, I mean, yeah, I think there are some people we would probably not really be interested in giving a platform to or discussing anything with. Oh, you know, who I want to speak with. I want to speak to okay, Andile. He's blocked me. Has he blocked you yet? Uh, I actually think I might have blocked him To be honest What a racist But anyway So the best thing ever happened to Andile His, his property got repossessed Yes All six of them by yes. the way So he And then he moans about it He's saying oh, These white companies are against black people I'm like Andile Your policies Have been enacted against you Yeah You want people to, to repossess all land he wants the state to repossess all land. And we have a land expropriation bill that was just passed in yeah, Parliament. Well, that's just property expropriation. But anyway, so I really want Andile on the show. Um, if anyone knows how to get hold of him, I do see him sometimes at Fishmonger in Rosebank having a nice uh, glass of wine. But I don't interrupt um, romantic dates. But if anyone does have like a personal uh, email address, we would love to have him on. And, and, then, and then what? And then we can discuss... No, All nothing. We'll just let him rant for an hour. It's brilliant. <laughs> Have you heard him? He's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I think I blocked him because he was he was so anti-Semitic. I was just like, I don't need to see this in my feed. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's interesting how how they how all these things often kind of the intersectionalism of social justice. Please intersectionality, Jonathan. Oh, Please so use sorry. the correct noun. Is it a noun? I don't know. But anyway, did you see the Egyptian, who was it, interior minister or something? He called African, all other African ministers dogs and slaves yesterday. I I told you very clearly, you asked um, if that was racist. But can Arabs be racist? It's difficult. Of course not, you Islamophobic prick, as I said to you on Twitter. But it is weird. Why would would a minister say that about other ministers in his presence? It's... uh, but we have to talk about like racism in the Arab world because they are the fucking most racist thing people in the world. I mean, if you look at surveys, India yeah. is the most racist place ever. If you're not an Indian or like <laughs> a bit of a freak, because they love they love like dwarves and things like that <laughs> in some places. Where do you get this? Watch watch uh, a documentary called An Idiot Abroad. It's fantastic with Warwick Davis, the Ewok from Star Wars. It's, he goes um, there. What's his name's production? Um, uh, Ricky Gervais. Yes, that's it. But anyway, in a survey in 2013, ironically, the least racist country in the world are the ones with mo- <laughs> the most white people. <laughs> and, and the most racist countries are the ones with the least white people. So the Middle East and India are extremely, extremely racist. And not just a particular race. They just ask them, you know, questions about how would you feel if, you know, someone from another country moved into your neighborhood or, you know, that sort of question. Yeah. They didn't say a black person or a white person. They just said, another person and they all said 
not a chance. Whereas in Europe and America, that no, I don't give a, a shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we had uh, we had the Chinese this week uh, upsetting the whole world. I don't think they give a fuck, but uh, they. Uh, didn't you see that ad? They uh, there was a, a washing powder ad yes. in which um, basically Chinese housewife and she basically washes the black guy. Domestic executive, please. Uh, <laughs> Chinese housewife. Yeah, but uh, but I'm not changing my language for social justice. They can f off. Um, now I don't know why I'm censoring myself. Okay, so so they they do this ad. Wash the black guy white, basically, and the world right. goes nuts. Understandably, uh, it's a racist ad. No, it's no completely doubt. racist. But the, the Italians did it like two, three years ago. Exactly the same sort of ad. But then the response from the company, you know what the response was? Yeah. Is that everyone needs to lighten up. That's what the ad company said <laughs> after the fact. Literally lighten up. Is that the words they used? Everyone needs to just lighten up. It's a joke. Oh, my word. I mean, that's a fucking racist ad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, the Chinese companies actually pulled it subsequently. Uh, I saw that this morning, um, that they, they have pulled it. But I'm quite interested that they did do that in the first place because usually these kind of territories, you know, it's a Chinese ad playing in China. Right. Um, they don't usually care what the rest of the world thinks. Um, you know, and uh, you talk, bring up the Middle East, um, you know, they don't, they don't care about the West, the West, you know, Western values, so to speak, and, and, you know, Non-bigotry and, and, and liberalism and things like this. Well, no, they're a bunch of commies. I don't give a shit. I don't know. What, are, what is the Middle East, actually? The Chinese are communists, but the... the, the oh, they're theocracies. Yeah. Uh, well, theocracies most of them, and, yeah. And, and uh, they, they are relatively capitalist in some respect. Some of them. Whom Dubai the is an example. Oh, yeah, it's crony. But mm, yeah, yeah, it's a mess. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Middle East at some point. Uh, we, we, we are trying to organize a, actually a, an overseas guest to um, discuss the Middle East, uh, terrorism, uh, sort of Islamist uh, fascism, uh, those kinds of things. Um, so we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. We'll get there. We'll also hopefully speak to someone in the U.S. about the, the elections when uh, Donald Trump will win. How great will that be? Yeah, he's, he's going to be the president. I think you all need to get over it. Like, uh, I, firstly, I called it in July last year. Uh, so oh, look at you. Exactly. Myself and, uh, myself and, uh, and the doozy, uh, both, uh, <laughs> both called it. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's almost definitely going to win. Uh, Hillary is, is number one hated and, and she's actually got a big problem with these emails. I, I, I don't really get the huge issue with the email thing, but the Americans seem to be losing their minds about it. Well, yeah, it's all, you know, they were like fetishized state security. Apparently she used, uh, a, like a, a non-secure email server to send emails of a personal and of a, you know, her job. Like the, those personal emails and business yeah. emails together. An and, unsecure server and anyone could have found the emails. Eh? Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, what harm was caused? Has any, like, you know, WikiLeaks does far more harm than Fucking Hillary Clinton saying, you know, dinner's at 7 p.m. Yeah. At Donald Trump's house. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it will be an interesting time. Uh, I, I see every day there's some new sort of kind of atomic sort of nuclear theory on, on how Donald's going to sort of completely cock up the world. Oh, but let's talk about that now. So, let, you know, people, people, you know, go on a circle joke about democracy being so grand and voting is wonderful, it's a civic duty. 
until fucking Donald Trump arrives. There's like, oh, how dangerous is this? And the fact he's got, and we try to psychologically analyze people who vote for him and why, you know, he, if he comes into power, he will be so destructive. Yeah, so suck it, bitches. That's what happens when you vote, right? That's what happens when you get idiots together to vote for someone. So don't, don't blame the system because you're the one that fucking endorsed it. The whole time. So if Barry Obama wins it, oh, it's great. Look at look how progressive we are. That very same system gets Donald Trump into power. You're like, oh no, the system is there's something yeah, wrong with it. The this. system's bad. Fuck. Well, we we know this in South Africa. We we have our very own Donald Trump. Uh, where Kenny Kunene. <laughs> uh, well, you could argue based on the destruction that's been done and the destruction they claim Trump will do. That that Zoom is no different. Um, and he, 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 let's be honest, guys, he got voted in with an overwhelming majority. They got 60%. Yeah. As, oh, Justin Malala said this last week. He had to think, claim your man. Cause he was so sick. He said yeah. last week, you know, people t- stand moan, by your man. I think stand was, by your man. People moan about, mocking the song. People moan about Zuma and this and, and he's like, listen, people, you voted him in. I mean, He's sort of responsible for everything he does. To yeah, some except, extent, except so. Justice doesn't go far enough because he he does the you know uh, he'll he'll push it to that level and then he'll never say you know vote for someone else. He he'll 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 stop short and and that kind of irritates me a little. I, I mean I love his stuff, uh, but but it's, it irritates me that he, it's not he his, won't. It's not his duty. He, he's there to tell the facts, not to. You know, not to not to tell you how to vote. Well, he doesn't have to tell you vote for X party or vote for X person. But if he's saying the guy's so terrible, um, and he has influence, th- this is the thing. Th- this this concept that that you know you're going to get any kind of real change if you don't get so-called influences, because these people do exist, not in the in the sense of social media. Very often, th- those people influence no one. But someone like Justice probably does have fair influence. Uh, and I think it would be helpful if, if, if he was saying, you just can't support the ANC with this guy in charge. Yeah, but we know that. But who does support? If, 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 if you have to make a choice, dear, dear listeners, go look at the IFP policies. Some of them are actually fantastic. Much more liberal than the bloody DA. IFP and UDM, two fan, you know, fantastic parties. They've got excellent policies. And why are they minority parties? Because, well, because they're too liberal, maybe. I don't know if that's the reason. I mean, no one knows that the IFP's got liberal policies because they spend so much of their time uh, towards the death of their party, essentially, fighting over tribalistic type of no, issues. No, but look at the manifestos. KZN. Look at the manifestos. They're brilliant. More power to, to promises. Mm. Legalization of marijuana. Um, I can't remember the others now. But like a fiscally conservative type of government. It's great. They're all good policies, and they're the only ones, you know, punting it. I mean, you got ANC, you got ANC light, and you got, you know, Stalinists. Okay, man, not that bad. EFF, like Leninists, Marxists. Like, there's no choice there. Go to some, go for someone who's small, but whose policies actually matter to you. If you do vote, of course. I don't. I mean, I don't. I maybe, perhaps, perhaps for a national election. I don't think for a local election that's a that's a wise decision. Uh, I'd go for. One of the bigger parties uh, for 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 a local. Are you election. telling people how to vote? I might so, just. So that's fine. If I tell people not to vote, then I'm the evil one. No, I've said you can tell people not to vote. I just think it's a silly position because the system we have relies on voting. We don't have a system. It's not going to break down because you don't vote, and it's not going to break down yeah, because if, ten million people don't vote because they already don't vote. Those ten million. But if 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 the majority of people say no one votes it, 
that system's illegitimate. But that's never going to happen. That's not how people work. It'll never happen. Oh, it'll never happen. That nobody will vote. Mr. Psychoanalyzer. Uh, but if, if you, if nobody, if people don't, it's the same as that, that thought experiment where the, the professor sort of says to the class, um, you know, if you, I'm probably going to mess this up, but something to the effect of, uh, if you want, uh, five extra percent on this paper, uh, you know, select A. Um, and if you want 50 extra percent on this paper, or 50 extra marks, select B. Uh, but if more than 20% of you or whatever select B, then you get nothing. Um, and always they get nothing because people will – the logical thing would be for everyone to select A and get the five extra marks or whatever it is, but they always go and select B. So you can't and, – and there's always a split, obviously. It's not everyone – and that's the point is you, you say not everyone must vote or, or get everyone not to vote and the system will collapse. I agree it would collapse if everyone didn't vote, but I just don't see that happening. We've seen it with our guests on the show. You, you'll never convince Sikhle not to vote. Yeah, but he's a damned DA Sikha fan. Don't worry. <laughs> I still love you. I know, I know you listen. I still like you, Sikhle. But, um, I think you said love. I think, I think you should stick with love. Well, I love him too. So I got, I've got a black lover now. That, that means I'm not racist like times two. No, no. If you say something racist, you will still be racist. Right. Right. It, it doesn't matter. You can't wipe out racism. You are, you, and you are racist anyway because you're white. Just, just for that. This is, this is a fact. Um, you have oppressed others. You, personally, it's not, being white. it's not a very high standard, if I'm honest. No. Um, but anyway, what? Are you, are you bored now? We're, we're, we're almost, we're almost at end time. Just, so just getting warmed up, want... to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can kind of hear that. What interesting books have you reading? Are you reading? Myself? Uh, nothing interesting to the listeners at the I moment. Mean, other other stuff. than Mills and Boone and You Magazine. Yeah, the, the, the you know, and uh, sort of 50 Shades of Grey runoffs. Um, nothing, nothing uh, too, too interesting at the moment. I'm doing some, some studying, so, uh, if you want to know about physics or, or, or pharmacology, we can have a no, chat. No, but dear listeners, if you do want a book to read, read "Why Nations Fail." It's phenomenal. It, it all those myths you think about, for example, why Africa is shit, and or you know people use the culture or race or geographical. You know they use all these all these excuses to to wonder why Africa is crap. It's not. It's about uh, political institutions and Ethiopia. Was a great empire for hundreds of years, and why nations fail shows why political institutions actually help make nations great. So, if there's one recommendation, that's the one. It's a brilliant book. Good, thank you. That's uh, useful. I actually been meaning to. It's on my to do, but uh, life. So, we'll get there. Any? Uh, I think we can call it there. Any? Uh, any final words? Uh, no, nothing at all. So, well, thanks for listening. Let us know what you think of this. I mean, it was very unprepared, <clears throat> but the next one won't be. So if you want to hear just us talk about things, let us know and we'll carry yeah, on we, doing we're that. Gonna, we're going to basically do, you know, a, a summary of the month almost. So we'll look back on, on the issues that happened during the month and chat about those. Uh as Ramon says, it will be a little bit more uh, formulaic in future, but uh, we do like to keep it a discussion kind of show. Uh, 
there are great podcasts coming up in the month. Um, next week, do we want to uh, drop a hint? Free Market Foundation? Oh, I said no. Okay. Uh, yes, next week, uh, the head of the Free Market Foundation is coming in. Um, good chats. The week after that, we're still confirming, but the month of June is going to be, as they say, lit. Because it's my birthday month. And woke. Right. Thanks for listening. At Renegade Report, at Renegade underscore report on Twitter, uh, Renegade Report on Facebook. You can email us. We would really appreciate that. Renegade Report mailbox at gmail.com. You know where to find Ramon and myself. And uh, next time. Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.